everybody. Sak pase. That's hello. What's up in Creole? Habariako. That's hello. What's up in Swahili? I'm feeling good today. I hope you're feeling good because I am. So today we're going to vibe with some good information. I hope you love me for it because my whole purpose is to spread love and joy. Hello, guys. I am so happy to be with you as always. Thank you for joining me in my passion. Thank you for meeting me on this cool, awesome, chill, open frequency. You know, you could be doing dozens of other things right now with your personal time, but you have chosen to spend that time with moi. So I greatly appreciate it. I respect that. And I promise to um, drop some good stuff on you, something you can walk away and um, think about. Anyway, so today's lovely topic is going to be friends with benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, as we all know, listen, we can't just put blanket statements on stuff. It's not always the case, but... Uh, With friends with benefits, there is always going to be a loser, somebody who ends up losing that game. We all come together, you know, to find love, to find affection, whatever, sex, whatever, but you always come together in hopes that there is a mutual benefit out of a relationship. But if it's kept together for a long period of time, someone ends up getting their heart broken. Someone ends up losing this game. Today's friends with benefits situation is going to be between the United States of America and Puerto Rico. Yeah. So let's start by the first date, right? So to speak, started way back in February of 1898. Puerto Ricans had a lot to celebrate, right? After centuries of Spanish colonial rule, they just had uh, become independent, independent part of Spain, and they were complete with a constitution and voting rights. But only within a few years, uh, in comes the U.S., you know, sauntering in with their game. Uh, They throw all that asunder, paving the way for Puerto Rico's situation today, right? And ladies, aren't we familiar with that word? When you're in a relationship, so to speak, with a guy and it's only sex-based, nothing really substantial coming out of that relationship and you're not actually together, but you are and things are in limbo, so you end up calling it a situation. Well, uh, that's what we're talking about now between the U.S. and Puerto Rico. So the tragic unfolding of this story began with the Spanish-American War uh, in the spring of 1898 when Puerto Rico was still a Spanish territory. So the U.S. invades Puerto Rico, um, not only because it was a Spanish territory, but also due to its own self-interest in developing a sugar market. (laughs) So um, again, I'm going to draw the parallels, right? In walks this dude, you're trying to get your life together. You just got your independence, your swag's right. You're like, yes, I'm going to school. I got this new job. 
I'm going to focus on me. And you are the sugar, right? We've got the sweet stuff that the dudes want. I mean, let's be adults here. So let's just put it the way it is. So same guy approaches you and nine times out of 10 ladies, when we meet the opposite sex or whatever, same sex, the end game is sex. Um, you know, but it's all about the process and, you know, you don't jump right into it, but then you start to gauge what are somebody's motives. Are they in it for the long haul? Are they relationship minded? Are they looking for a one night thing? Are they looking for a, um, friends with benefits? Oftentimes you don't find that out till much, much later. So in walks the U S Puerto Rico just gains independence. And when the Americans arrived, uh, to Puerto Rico, that is, uh, General Nelson Miles issued uh, the infamous Decree Manifesto, which some of us remember from junior high and high school, in which he promised to protect the life, liberty, and happiness of Puerto Ricans and their property. A lot of Puerto Ricans who were poor and working class took this as an invitation to side with the Americans uh, so that they can win the war against Spain. So to support the U.S., the Puerto Ricans were like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, we can do this. And they began to attack Spanish-owned businesses and property. And to Puerto Ricans' shock and awe, uh, the Americans did not keep their promises after they won the war against Spain. So when Spain ceded to Puerto Rico, um, I'm sorry, when Spain ceded Puerto Rico to the U.S., in the Treaty of Paris, the U.S. decided to do the bait and switch, right? Sometimes, and listen, we're not going to, I'm not coming off like women are the victims here. It's not just men that do this. Women do it too. Let's just say people. You get into a situation with somebody and it, end up, it ends up not being mutually beneficial. You find that someone else had ulterior motives to begin with and you don't find that out till later on. So the said example right now is U.S. and Puerto Rico. So here, do, here comes the U.S. doing the bait and switch. And the U.S. ignored the new democratically elected local parliament of Puerto Rico, which they established for themselves after independence. So um, in 1901, this is what makes me sick. A series of legal documents known as the Insular Cases argued that Puerto Rico and its U.S. territories were full of, quote, alien races that cannot understand Anglo-Saxon principles. This is actually, don't take my word for it. You can find this on Google. You can find it on any, anytime you research history or whatever, go to a library. And sure enough, there actually is a document out there uh, that U.S., called the insular cases and they are talking about the current territories which those territories are the virgin islands guam northern mirania i think it's islands northern mirania islands and american samoa we say samoa but they actually we say samoa but they actually say samoa so again, Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, Guam, Northern Mirania Islands, and American Samoa. All those territories were considered to be inhabited by alien races, aka people of color, who do not understand Anglo-Saxon principles. So that was the United States justification for acquiring, for 
to put it in a very friendly, politically correct terms, pretty much seizing these countries' freedoms under the guise of a collaboration and having them agree to a set of situations that ended up putting them, that ended these countries in relinquishing their power and independence to United States. So the the United States therefore said, listen, you guys actually can't be part of the United States. You can't be states. What you are are territories. And you guys are alien races who don't understand the way we do things. So guess what? Our constitution of the United States does not apply to you. Pretty much. That's how it goes. So those territories were then regarded as um, unincorporated territories, whatever that means, uh, with no path whatsoever towards statehood at all. So this racist decree doesn't just isolate Puerto Rico, it applies to all the territories I listed. I found this out months ago, guys. Um, Actually, I don't know how I stumbled upon this um, information, but I said to myself, I have to talk about this. And I'm learning... Uh, much later in life, um, but you know, lessons are lessons and change is change. But oftentimes, some of you listeners might say, how could she not know that? But, you know, a wise person knows that if you don't know something, or if you're learning something new, chances are you're not alone, you are never alone. So for those of you who don't know, or didn't know, or are learning what I learned, I decided to put this piece of information together. And, um, you know, I could easily paraphrase it, but I decided to go and do some research. Um, A lot of this information came from uh, history.com. So you can go and um, verify it yourself. So in addition, uh, like any friends with benefits situation that goes on for too long and there ends up being a complete disruption of the relationship and a lack of respect, the U.S. disrupted Puerto Rico's Puerto Rico's coffee industry and their sugar industry. So they were very rich in natural resources and coffee and sugar. So, I mean, essentially, if you can picture the matrix, pretty much all everyone has seen that movie, but where you plug in and, you know, you get fed, um, I guess the truth, but there was literally that, um, I guess, proverbial plug that America just steamrolled over Puerto Rico, plugged themselves in and just sucked the living life, the living daylights out of that nation. And um, so within the first 10 years of the U.S.'s occupation of Puerto Rico, sugar interests and uh, the U.S. sugar interests and everything that was um, included in uh, pretty much stealing their natural resources has pretty much taken over. And the Puerto Rican coffee class has pretty much been displaced entirely. Uh, Puerto Ricans were outraged after the war, after bait and switch. Let's go back to the whole friends and benefits thing. So here you are, you know, assuming that a person's being honest with you and uh, they list these terms and you guys discuss what's important to you and, hey, we're going to do this to be partners and mutually beneficial and everybody wins in the end. And then one person inevitably ends up uh, taking an inch because you provided an inch and they draw a mile out of it and you're left feeling used. Uh, You know, there's a lot of time invested and uh, essentially the bait and switch was applied to um, Puerto Rico by the U.S. So here's the thing. Instead of becoming citizens, Puerto Ricans were left in limbo. They didn't even have a passport 
nor did they have any legal standing in the United States system until 1917. I guess, I mean, again, this started in 1888. So in 1917, that year, Puerto Ricans became U.S. citizen, U.S. citizens under the Jones Schaefroth Act. Uh, this way, the U.S. could deploy them as troops during World War One. Very similar to how the Emancipation Proclamation legalized the unions to use blacks as troops. Um, that's another discussion altogether, but it's kind of like the same guys where it's like, oh, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves, but there really was, again, an ulterior motive. So here you are thinking, oh, finally, we've, we've, we have a meeting of the minds. You finally gave us due respect. And as it turns out, they were just being used to deploy troops. Now it gets worse. At that time, the U.S. federal government believed that white people weren't suited to fight in tropical climates because they didn't have the immunity against the diseases <laughs> that were found in there. So instead, the U.S. sent Puerto Rican immunes this is actually used in documents. They sent Puerto Rican immunes, as they were called, to defend the Panama Canal. <sighs> so, although they were now U.S. citizens, Puerto Ricans could not vote for a president, nor elect voting senators or, represent or representatives uh, to the U.S. Congress. So to this day, that is still in effect. During the 20th century, uh, various Puerto Ricans have sought to win complete and utter independence from the United States. However, federal government has continued to squash these attempts through overt censorship and the repeated jailing of revolutionary leaders, uh, like the independence movement leader Pedro Albizu Campo, who was jailed in 1936 for organizing Puerto Rican workers to uh, set a set of standards to present to the United States to free themselves as territory and not as an actual state. But um, efforts keep getting thwarted. And in fact, as I was researching today, um, it saddens me to say that, you know, politics is always going to be politics. And there was actually an attempt again from Puerto Rico to establish um, actually actual independence from um, the U.S. And during the Obama administration, he responded by saying, listen, it can't happen uh, because of the, um, the insular cases, which hurts me to say. And as a black man, for him to say, you know, hey, we can't do this because of the insular case, which was over 140 years ago, um, stating that, hey, you guys are alien races and you don't understand uh, our principles, so you can't be part of us. Again, this was 1901. So for a sitting president to say that, you know, eight, 10 years ago makes me very sad. Now, again, um, facts are facts. I'm not going to explain why he did that. And who knows how easy or difficult it is for him to go back and abolish uh, that darn thing. It's just what the president is there. I mean, he doesn't have ultimate power, but to go to him and for him to slap you in the face with that document, I just, 
I couldn't believe it as a man of color. I just, I couldn't believe that's what happened. So let's fast forward to this day. Uh, Puerto Rican is a territory dominated by U.S. investors, dominated. And guess what? Most U.S. companies pay virtually no taxes to the Puerto Rican territory. So essentially, the U.S. has attached itself to Puerto Rico for over 120 years under the guise of a collaboration to fight against Spain. And the U.S. has been draining life and natural resources out of Puerto Ricans ever since, creating an economic sinkhole that no U.S. official wants to acknowledge as fact. And it is. It's a sorrow fact. So let's fast forward to 2017's devastating impact of Hurricane Maria. And if you recall the current president's unmitigated gall of visiting them and throwing rolls of paper towels at them as their nation drowned to death. Again, um, this was all found on history.com. I wanted to get into the various details of other U.S. territories, so this applies to all the territories. As I said, this is Puerto Rican's story in relation to us, right? That toxic friendship with benefits relationship that they have with us, uh, the not the denied, the forgotten. You know, it's one of those things where you're a friend with benefits or a side chick where. <laughs> You don't get represented uh, during the holidays or you don't get to meet the family. You don't get any of the benefits of being acknowledged or being committed. You don't get the ring. You don't get the commitment. You get nothing. Um, and it's uh, it pains me to say that there are over 4 million residents in these different territories. Again, Puerto Rico, Guam, the Virgin Islands, Northern Mirania Islands, and the American Samoa. There are over 4.1 million and over um, of those residents uh, reside in those territories, essentially in limbo. They cannot get from underneath the grasp from the United, of the United States of America. And what saddens me is 98.4% of the population, I just said, of over 4.1 million are people of color and ethnic minorities. Uh, those that are called alien races <laughs> in those documents, right? That are uh, too dumb to understand our constitution, so they cannot benefit. And you know, the really sad part about it is there are millions, um, hundreds of thousands to millions of veterans. So you can't vote. Um, there are virtually no representatives in our government, in our state and local government at all. Uh, from these territories, they're just there. It's like, um, it's almost like zombie nation, you know? Um, again, 94, 98.4% of these territories uh, are, inhab are inhabited pretty much um, by people of color and they can't vote. So talk about voter suppression. Um, and the sad part about it is, as I said, that, that a lot of them are veterans. I remember watching information as I researched this topic. There was a guy on YouTube from Guam. He is actually a United States uh, Army veteran, funny enough. And he's suffering from PTSD. He went onto the VA website to look for where he can go for 
um, help and treatment of his PTSD. And (laughs) again, he's in Guam. The closest facility for his treatment was in Hawaii, over 3,000 miles away. So food for thought. You know, as always, there's, it's almost like sometimes you feel like there's too much to fix in this world. But um, in closing, I'm going to call this segment, Ignorance is Not Bliss. I don't see any benefit in not knowing. I think a lot of times when you, the more you know, the more you grow, uh, you can always be bitter and hurtful and angry because sometimes a lot of information makes me angry. Like this this scenario here just makes me angry. Um, but I feel like you become a smart, smarter, wiser person. There's Ignorance keeps you imprisoned. Human beings were not born to be divided. This is a communal planet. We are meant to live as one. And only our governments, plural, Uh, not just in this country, but all over the world, people in power know that the best way to control people is by separating them. So you create BS theories like racism. This person is less than you because they have darker skin and their brains are smaller and they're only part human. And then you jump on that bandwagon and you have generations of children believing they're inferior you have generations of children growing up and believing they're superior and that makes you more controllable the more controlled you are the more controllable you are if that makes sense I know that was a little redundant so the whole point of this piece was not only obviously to apply the Puerto Rican U.S. relationship and U.S. territory relationship to yourself ask yourself what um Who are you allowing in your life to do what the U.S. has done to their territories? To who, what gateway are you opening? Even though these territories came into a union, I guess, so to speak, with the U.S. under lies and a guise. You know, in today's world, it doesn't just help anymore to be good, right? To be kind. Unfortunately, that doesn't help. And I'm going to give credit to Sean King. I follow him on Instagram, S-H-A-U-N, last name King. I follow him on Instagram. I listen to his podcast on iTunes. Uh, So he has said that in today's world, it doesn't just help to be good. You have to have a plan. You have to have specific prayers and specific executions to fighting for what's right whether it's in whether it's within your own life or taking it outside into your community so the more you know the more armed you are to make change and trust me we were not born to just simply exist pay bills worry about money be bitter and die Uh, we are all part of a communal society regardless of race regardless of gender Try to focus on things that make you feel divided from somebody who is different from you. That is only an entry point for somebody to control you. The more open, the more loving you are to people that are different from you, the more strong and powerful you become. 
Um, I don't know. I'm going to ask that maybe you guys reach out to me and tell me if you want to hear more specifics on other territories. I focused on specific, I focused on Puerto Rico specifically in today's episode, but I can definitely delve into Guam and the rest of them just so we know. And I think also because there's this, I was going to say underlying, but honestly with the recent, uh, President Trump, I think he's just made it comfortable for people to finally be overt with their racism. And we finally starting to see what we've been told for such a long time doesn't exist. So these things happen and that they are calculated and there are specific engineerings from our government to divide people uh, based on race. But if you want to know more, uh, write it in the comment box or write it in a review and say, hey, yeah, Neff, more. Tell us more about Guam. Tell us more about um, these other territories. And I don't do it to be divisive. I do it so that you can empathize because we are all the same. So imagine if it was done to you or your people. It's always a matter of, oh, well, they, you know, they don't count or it happened to them or those Puerto Ricans or they're coming here and they don't speak English. Well, now you know their story. They're not going anywhere and they're actually not immigrants. They are legal citizens and residents on paper, but they are treated like friends with benefits that don't matter. Do your homework. Let me know. Learn something, each one teach one. I hope that um, this has been uh, beneficial to you and you can apply it into your own life. Thank you for your ears and I will see you next episode. Ciao. Watch the master plan, master spread through the streets, flip the beat, move the sheep like the shepherd. It's a new day, my crew stay there, ever striving. Get thanks to be alive and been through the gutter, now we see the horizon. It's clear to me now, used to be confused, took a lot of years to see how. Now we move in planets, take the average mind and expand it. Take for granted, like we always gonna be disadvantaged. But soon come, and soon come, you're soon done. It's not fun, you stumble. We catch one in the rhythm. 